Kia ora. Welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. Because you deserve a business that doesn't feel like work, one that gives you energy and the resources to do what matters most to you. Whether it's figuring out where to spend your time, how to maximize your profitability, or streamlining your processes so things get done quickly and efficiently, my guests and I, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist, and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Welcome back to Business Your Way. If this is the first time that you are tuning in this year, Happy New Year. I'm officially back at my desk after two weeks of uninterrupted leave and I feel so refreshed. Aside from the festivities of Christmas and New Year's Eve, although New Year's Eve is a lot less festive these days, all my kids go off and do all their own things. So after the you know festivities of the holiday season, for me it's been lazy mornings, strolls along the beach and hanging out with my young nieces and nephews and just enjoying the structureless days. When I'm at work, at my desk, My days are highly structured so I can be as productive and get the most out of my work days. So when I am on holiday, I just love the structureless days and the the freedom that comes with that and the ability to just do whatever I like and be spontaneous. That's how I know that I'm really on holiday. Laptop is shut and I'm checked out. However, back at my desk now, back here, it's been two days now, and I'm just easing myself into it slowly, starting by onboarding a VBM into my business. So a virtual business manager is coming into my business to help me manage the business, because this year, my number one goal is to get out of the weeds in my business and spend more time working on my business and maybe ideally less time working. Although I quite enjoy working and my days I have to myself, I don't have young kids anymore so I can focus on what I need to do but I want to get out of the weeds and spend more time developing the business to take it where I want to go. So that is really exciting. If your goal this year is to work less, then you might consider adding a virtual VIP day to your service offering. And so this week on the podcast, I invited along Sarah Massey. She's an online business veteran with 17 years experience in marketing, branding and web design. After a decade of running her traditional design business, it resulted in burnout. She 
simplified her business. So she just, she couldn't take it anymore. She stopped and she thought, how can I simplify my business and what can I do so I can work less, be less stressed, but still generate the same amount of revenue? This is when she introduced the VIP day business model into her business. And it did that. It allowed her to work less, but get paid more. So that is enough from me. I'm going to leave it to Sarah to tell you the rest of her story. So let's get to that interview with Sarah. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the Business Your Way podcast. I'm so excited to get into our conversation today and have you on the podcast. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for having me here. This is, I know we've been looking forward to this for a while, so I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, today's going to be some good diving behind the scenes. So why don't you kick us off by telling us a bit about who you serve, what you do, and how you make your moolah? Oh, yes. So um, a bit about who I serve. Okay. So do we want to start with the backstory of me kind of starting out as a branding and web designer over a decade ago? I think that's probably a good place for us to start. Would you agree? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, great. So yeah, I, um, I have been an online business owner for 17 years now. And most of that time has been doing branding, web design, freelance graphic design, that sort of thing. And I did that from, well, 2005 until just last year was actually when I stopped doing a lot of my web design work. But that's because my business took a turn in 2018 and kind of ventured into, I ventured more into coaching and creating courses. And that was a result, though, of the work that I was doing as a designer. So I, you know, was doing all that design work until 2018, 2019. And then a lot of my money since then has come from creating courses and running my coaching business, teaching other service providers how to do what I did, which I know we want to, I don't want to like step ahead and start talking about that right away, unless you want me to. But now I'm basically teaching the people who are in the same position that I was a few years ago. Fabulous. And that's been your main source of income for the last, what, 2018, three years? Yeah, yeah. So 2019, 2020, it was was about 50-50. Half of it was service-based income. The other half was more digital product income. And this year was about 100%, well, 90%, you know, my courses and my coaching services. So you are not doing any done-for-you services at all in your business now? Well, I do still do a a little bit of it for old clients, and that's why I said 90%. So I do have clients that I've worked with over the years who um, still come back to me looking for certain things. I just am not taking on new clients because of the the business model that I was working in and the business model that I teach, which is VIP days. It's, you know it was too much for me to be taking new new VIP day clients and also running a fairly large coaching business with my courses. Nice. So have you always been in web design, graphic design? Have you always been in that space even before you began your business? 
No, actually, um, I went to I went to school for business marketing. So my degree is in marketing. And when I graduated, I pretty much tried just I mean, I looked for some marketing jobs. I actually did have a marketing job for a year. And then I ended up somehow working in the, the utility business. So natural gas and electric and kind of like data analysis and a lot of number crunching had nothing to do with design, had nothing to do with marketing. But what I did notice when I was in that corporate job was that my like the thing that I enjoyed more than anything was creating uh, the spreadsheets. I loved like making my spreadsheets and my databases look beautiful. And so that was like my first signal that I was in the wrong industry doing the wrong thing. And so that's, and then, and then I, my first son was born in 2004 and I knew that I wanted to be home with him more than what my corporate job was allowing me to be home with him. And so that's when I started to look into ways to work from home. And I got into uh, blogging and um, had a few different kind of side gigs that I was working on, but it really highlighted for me that one of the things that I loved more than anything was uh, the process of like bringing a brand and a business to life and doing the website and creating the branding. Like I loved the whole evolution of the brand and the marketing strategy that went with it. And so doing that for a few years for a few different businesses is really kind of what put me on the path to branding and web design. Beautiful, beautiful. And so you were working part-time while raising a family. How did that work in the beginning? So, yeah. So when I was, um, so like I said, I started my online business like right after my first son was born. So well, about, you know, six months into when, when he was a baby. And I then went on to have three more kids. So over the course of a decade, I had four children. And so it was a lot of really balancing and juggling being a work at home mom. I didn't quite at the time consider myself a business owner. I didn't see myself as a CEO or anything. So I really still felt like I was just a stay at home mom trying to make money on the side, doing all of this stuff, really just trying to make as much money as I was making in my corporate job to justify the fact that I was staying at home. Um, I did struggle a lot with my husband about that. He was of the mindset that I should be at work because I could be making a lot more money at work. And I was of the mindset that I wanted to be at home with my babies and I didn't want to be away from them all day. And so it was really an internal struggle for me to, to do as much as I could do in my business to prove to him that it was a good idea for me to be home, but also like trying to find that balance of, you know, actually being with my kids, which was the whole reason that I wanted to be home in the beginning, you know, from the first place. So there was definitely a lot of internal struggle for about a decade of my online business journey when I was trying to kind of figure all of that out and really just trying to make ends meet and get to a point where I could say I did it. I'm, you know, I'm making X amount of money and it was worth it. And I knew what I was doing all along and all of these things. So it was a lot of nights and weekends. It was a lot of, while well, I would work during their naps, but it was also putting them in front of the TV when I had client work that I needed to get done. And so 
that really created, you know, like I said, that internal struggle, but also led to pretty much, I mean, I'll just say it, like it led to burning myself out over time. Yeah, I can, I can see how that can happen. I did the same. I was running a business while raising three kids and I, you know, it was always put them to bed, go back to work, do the work. Yeah. So that's, it's hard going when you're trying to work out what it is that you're doing in business and how you're doing it and how you're juggling it with young kids. It's, it's not easy. Yes, exactly. How so, are you trying to work out what your business look like? So you're like, all right, I enjoy, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy the branding and bringing a brand to life with its design and making it look pretty. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to really nail in who you were serving and what you were actually doing for them? So that was a bit of a, a journey as well. But what happened was those first few years of my online business, like I said, I was doing a bunch of different little things. I wasn't really doing design work, but I was doing some like PR work. And this was even before before Facebook existed. So it was more like local, um, like local events and trade shows and like the local children's magazine. So I was doing, I was working with a lot of other small business owners who were similar to me and, and that they were moms who were just trying to figure out how to run a business with their kids at home. So through those little side gigs, I met a lot of other women moms in my community, in my town. And uh, two of my good friends, the three of us put together this trade show, this local trade show. Uh, It was called All About Baby. And we brought together probably 20 to 25 vendors who were serving the mom and baby niche locally and online. Some of them are online, but we really founded this trade show and we ended up running it for probably twice a year for maybe three years, two, three years. I feel like we did about five or six of these events over the course of a few years. And through those events, I met all of these other business owners and those business owners were noticing my branding for my little Etsy business that I had created. It was an Etsy business for baby birth announcements. And so I was doing a little bit of graphic design and stationery and selling it on Etsy while these other business owners were noticing it and asking me, like, could you design this for me? Oh, could you design an invitation for me? Oh, you know, I'm having this party, like all of these things. And so that's how it slowly evolved into more of a graphic design business. And the clients were, like I said, that the local small businesses. And so what I discovered was that's who I was attracting. And I was just networking so much that more and more people like that were coming into my world and asking me for graphic design help. And then graphic design eventually turned into logos. So I taught myself how to design logos. I had no idea how to create, how to do brand strategy or, you know, anything like that. I had never created a website before. I had designed a website, but then I hired a developer to actually build it for me. And so that was like all of these little stepping stones just kind of led me one step at a time closer and closer to 
learning how to do brand strategy and then learning eventually how to do web design because uh, Squarespace came out with templates and WordPress had themes and then there was page builders. And so little by little, I was just learning how to do all of these things and honing in more and more on my ideal client and who that was. And what happened was, like I said, I was just building that network to, a, and it eventually got to the point where I was just working with so many different clients at any given time. So getting clients was never an issue for me. And it was all because of all the networking that I did in my community when I was first starting out. But by, it was around 2015, 2016 or so. So it was a de- 10 years into my business that I really felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing, which was brand strategy and WordPress web design for small one to two person mompreneur type businesses. And it just, it takes that long, right? It takes that, like 10 Mm -hmm. years seems such a long time, but when you're honing your skills and working out who you're working with and raising a family, that time goes by so quickly. I mean, I mean, that story sounds so similar to myself. You know, I we did a wedding show because I wanted to build the networks in my own community and build my profile as a business in my local community. So we started a wedding show. <laughs> yeah. Very much like you started the baby show. And, and so I did that for a number of years. But that led me into event management. And so I still operate a event management agency. But that's where that started, just looking at where is the gap in my local community and how can I, you know, make that better for those operating in that niche. So funny that, you know, (laughs) that's where your story starts as well. Yeah. I mean, now everything's online. We have virtual summits and we have all of these online events, but back then it was, you just, that's what you did. You met locally and you networked locally and you actually were in human to human contact with people, which seems like so long ago, but that's really, and you know, a lot of my own clients and students are struggle with finding clients now. And I think it's because we're just in this world where everything is online and it's just, it's, 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 it's easier to make connections, but it's also so much more saturated now yes. than what it was when we just went out to the local trade show and, and met with 20 people face to face. Yes. And then they found out what you did and then they would give you a call and go, okay, I've, I've got this. Is this something you can help me with? So yes. yeah, I agree. It's yeah. Pre-internet. It seemed hard at the time, but when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that organic mm-hmm. traffic, that was the epitome of a organic traffic, you know? Yes. Real, like natural relationships yeah. of everything. Yes. So when did your business make the leap to being an online business? Um, so it was like around 2000, between 2013 and 2016, I was still working with local clients. I had a lot of local business, but I also was discovering Facebook groups at the time. And so I was starting to become involved inside, you know, these female entrepreneur 
groups. Um, I hadn't even really ever heard of like business coaching or life coaching or any of that when I was just working primarily with my local audience. But once I got into these groups on Facebook and I realized that there was this whole world of business coaches and health coaches, like all of these coaches that I had never even really knew of before, that was kind of when my world really opened up and kind of blew up because all of a sudden I had these, you know, skills and branding and web design that I now had such, I could cast such a wider net, you know, there was so many more people to reach. And so I just did what I knew how to do locally, which was to make connections, talk to people, be helpful, give advice, be supportive. And then I, I did that inside of those groups. And then that's how I was able to start attracting more online business owners. Still doing one-on-one work. Did you have a team? When did you get a team into your business? When did that 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 kind of evolution happen? Yes. So I was doing the one-on-one online business. I was working with online businesses doing branding, web design. I was still just me. I did have a VA. Uh, I hired a VA in 2016. My first team member was in 2016. And She really helped me to just kind of project manage all of these clients that I was bringing in to do design work. So I had her for for a couple of years and that was going great. But from 2016 to 2018, I, I just kept doing more and more work. I kept taking on more clients and got to the point where I was so burnt out and exhausted from all of the client work. And I just felt like all I did was work. I would, it was eat, sleep, work, repeat every day. Um, At this point, my kids were all in school. So I did have all day, every day while they were in school to get work done. And so when that happened, I thought, well, I could just take on more work now that I have more time. And so I ended up with all of this additional client work and pretty much broke in 2018. I was so exhausted and so burnt out. And that is when I had a former client come to me and ask me, she had a whole punch list of things that she wanted me to do for her. I was so stretched thin with current client work that I couldn't even comprehend. I couldn't even take the time to write out a formal proposal for her. And so that's when I said to her, how about you just pay me for a day and I'll get everything done in one day. And it, and here's a flat rate for my day. And we'll just, we'll just get it all done or I'll get done as much as I can. And we'll, we'll see what's left over. And she thought that was a great idea. So that's exactly what we did. And it was, it was really amazing. It was like, it was so, for me, it was it's so mind blowing to know that I had a client just pay me a flat fee. And then all I had to do was show up for her for six hours, do the work. And then I was done. And I never, like, there was no longer any of that, like drawn out back and forth, all of the emails and the waiting and all of the things that happen in traditional freelance web design. I mean, it happens in a lot of different services, but that all of that project work that drags out over weeks or months suddenly doesn't happen with the VIP day. And that was the thing that was really just dragging me down and creating that burnout was all of those ongoing projects that I had started and they were all at different phases and development. And so it was really hard for me to keep track of everything. And I felt like every day I was just jumping from client to client to client 
and never really feeling like I was getting anything done. So when I did this one day intensive for this one client, we started the day with nothing and we ended the day with a full list of things that we completely knocked out, got done, I got paid for it and I never had to think about it again. And so that was my turning point really. And then I went from there to really, whenever I would get new leads or new clients, I was pitching that VIP day model to everyone. And eventually I got to the point where I was able to wrap up and kind of close up all of those lingering projects that had been dragging on forever. And it was the end of 2018 that I sent an email to my list. I didn't have a very big list at the time. It was just my clients saying, I'm no longer available for project work or retainers. If you want to work with me, you can book me for a day. Here's my rate. Here's the link to book me. And that was it. And from that point on, I've never looked back. Wow. That's pretty incredible. How did you, in your mind, how did you go from, it takes me three days to create a website to getting it, I'm only being hiring myself out for a day. Like that would have taken a bit of mindset shift of maybe I'll lose clients because I'll lose the big projects that bring me a decent chunk of money, but they take a longer period of time to you can only now hire me for a day. How did you make that shift internally? So the big thing for me was one thing that I realized about myself was that the big projects weren't exactly my favorite projects because yes, they were a lot of money, but for example, when I started doing this, when I started did that first VIP day, I also had a $12,000 project in the works that was supposed to take 12 weeks. It was initially when we booked, when we planned it all out, it was a $12,000 project and it was going to be a 12 week long and it included branding and a simple website and um, the beginning of like a course setup. Like she was creating an online course and she needed help getting the course organized and set up. So all of that was going to be 12 weeks and it was going to be $12,000. Now, mind you, I was severely undercharging at the time. That should have been more like a $20,000 project, mm. but I was charging $12,000 and it ended up taking us almost two years. Oh so my gosh. Yes, because of all the back and forth and the waiting, I was waiting for copy and then I was waiting for her to create her. I mean, it took her months to create the videos for her course. So we couldn't move forward with the course stuff until the videos were done. And then the videographer canceled and she had to find a new one. So, you know, all of these things that come into play and they go into these bigger projects. I realized that that was no long, that wasn't fun for me. Like I love just going in and focusing and working on something that I know I can get done in a day. And so for me, that is simpler branding, not uh, complex illustrated logos, but more like text-based logos with some simple branding and a brand style guide. That's something I can do in a day. Another thing I can do in a day is a three to four page, simple WordPress website get that done in a day. And if you want branding and a website, then you can just book me for two days. So it was really wrapping my head around what was achievable for me in a day 
And some clients would just need to book me for more than one day in order to get done the things that they wanted to get done. And so that was the mind shift I had to make that I'm not going to book projects. I'm not going to book out a whole project, but I'm going to book days and we're going to fit the project into however many days it's going to take. And then they're going to pay me for the number of days. And some clients would decide they would just want to get started with one day and see how much we could get done in a day and then decide if they wanted to book another day and then another day. And I was completely fine with that because it meant that I could look at my calendar, look at my schedule and know exactly what days I would be working and know exactly when I could take time off. I was able to take off the whole month of July when my kids were home from school. I think I ended up working four days that first year in the month of July. And it just really allowed me, you know, to be able to predict how much I was going to make when I was going to work all of those things. And all it really took was reversing the way that I looked at work. So instead of looking at the big project, it was breaking it down into days. And then at the end of the day, you could, didn't have to worry anymore about, okay, I need to move the deadline for that because I have to wait for that copy and then I have to follow the client up to get the copy and then move the date again. And and so at yeah. the end of your day, you were like, I'm done. That's yes. the end of it. No more follow-up, no more, no more worrying about yeah. getting to the end of that project or what that looked like. Exactly. So good, Sarah. Yeah. It was true. I mean, when I say it was life-changing, it was, it was really life-changing for me to all of a sudden have that free time and that mental space to Mm. begin thinking about other things besides my client work that was always on the back, like the client work was always in the back of my mind that because there was always more to work on. Mm. And so it really allowed me that white space to start dreaming bigger, which then led me to creating a course and teaching this whole model to other service providers who were interested in it. And I'll say that I never would have had the time or the energy to create a course or a program had it not been for the white space that the VIP days were giving me. Fabulous. How did you because that would have been a relatively new concept back in, you know, 219-ish, I suppose, mm-hmm. around moving people's thinking from I want to hire you to get the project done to I just want to hire you for a day. How did you approach that with clients and how did they receive that when you said, look, I'm not here for this, but I'm, and this is how I na- you can now work with me? Um, clients actually received it very well. I had very little pushback in all of the years that I've been doing this. And I think it's because when I first started doing it, I tested it out. I did it with that first client and it went well. And then a few weeks later, I got another, another old client came back to me asking for some things. And I said, Hey, well, I've just started doing these, these one day intensives. And I think what you're asking for would be a perfect fit to get done in a day. Would you be interested? I'm offering only a few of them at this low price, just because I'm still trying to kind of iron out the kinks and figure it all out. Is this something you'd be interested in? And these are clients who I had worked with previously. So they already trusted me. They already knew that I was good at what I do. And they already, you know, had the confidence that I would deliver. And so 
I would do that. And then I did it with another previous client and another one. And then eventually after doing three or four of them, now I had social proof that Mm. what was achievable in a day. And so then I went online, shared on social media, what I was doing and offering this kind of more publicly, but I had the social proof to back it up. I had it, you know, I was able to say, here's an example of something that I did in a day. And here's another example of something I did in a day. And anytime a client would email me and they would fill out my questionnaire or my discovery call, and they would want to book me for a web design project, I would reply and say, you know, I don't do traditional proposals. I don't do, I don't work the same way most designers do. This is how I do work. And based on your needs and what you've told me you need done, it looks like we could get this done in a day or two days or whatever it was. And here are some examples of other clients who I've done this for. Is this something you'd be interested in? And I mean, the majority of those people were just an immediate yes. They loved the idea. They thought it was brilliant. They loved that they would have my eyes and ears and brain on their business for an entire day with no interruptions. And they would start the day with nothing and end the day with a brand new website or new branding or whatever it was. And so clients really absolutely loved it. That's so good. Just having that pool of trusted clients who were able to allow you to make that shift, that's so valuable, so valuable. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to move from getting rid of all of your retainer and project clients, so move completely out of doing project work into only doing VIP days and you know one day or multiple day intensives? How long did that transition take you? All in, it took me about 12 months. So, well, maybe a little more than 12 months. So I did my first VIP day in February, 2018. And I still had a whole bunch of projects and I had a couple of retainer clients that I was working through that year. I didn't want to let my retainer clients go because that was my safety net. Mm. Just in case, you know, my leads dried up or whatever, I had that safety net. So I kept them and the project work was just kind of, you know, puddling along. It wasn't going super fast, but I was just working through it. And so it was, it was at the end of 2018, it was in December of 2018 that I announced I was no longer available for project work. And I, that's also when I canceled my retainer clients Mm -hmm. and then I still had projects lingering. So it was now, you know, 10 months later and I was still working on a few different projects. And I would say I finally wrapped up my last project in April of 2019. So it was 14 months later that I wrapped up my last project. And from that April 2019 period forward, it was only VIP days for the next year and a half. So Mm. the end of 2019 and then all of 2020. But it was also in the summer of 2019. So right after I finished that last project was when I suddenly had a lot of designers asking me about my process and how do I do this? And how are you able to get so much done in a day and all of that? And so that was the summer, it was July of 2019, that I decided I would create a small little workshop for other designers who were interested in learning my VIP day secrets. And I launched it at the end of July. And um, so that was almost two and a half years ago. 
has now like turned into, you know, my signature flagship course and program. And we've taken over 500 students now through that program. And so, like I said, it was really the fact that I was only working on VIP days from April 2019 forward that gave me the time to create such, you know, such a robust type of program. And when did you stop doing VIP days and move into just being a, you know, course creator, um, showing people how to create VIP days in their own business? Well, I continued to do new client, uh, take new clients all through 2020. And it was December, so it was a year ago, December of 2020, that that's when I made that announcement. It's always like December that I'm making these big (laughs) changes. It was December of 2020 where I let my audience know that I was no longer taking new clients, but if you were an old returning client, they were able to book me for a day or half day. So this year, 2021, I didn't have any new clients and anytime new leads would come my way, the great thing was now I had this pool of hundreds of students who were doing the exact same thing that I was doing. And so while I wasn't able to take them on as a new client, I suddenly had tons of people that I could refer them to. Mm. And so it was a really good, you know, it was a good way for me to promote my students, but also not feel bad that I couldn't take new clients. And so yeah, that was a year ago. Wow. So not that long ago at all. So what does working in your business today look like? Are you working five days a week, nine to three while your kids are at school? Or what does that, does that look slightly Um, different now? It changes. It really changes month to month, depending on what type of promotions we're doing. Uh, 2021 was a big year of Well, 2020 was a big year of growth because I was doing client work and really growing my course. All of a sudden, you know, with the pandemic, everyone was home and course sales were just out of control in 2020 online course sales. And so Mm -hmm. I really got a lot of new students last year. And so 2021 was about learning for me, learning how to manage a team, learning how to let go of some of the work that I had always just done, because that was the only way I knew. That's all I knew was to, as a solopreneur. And so now all of a sudden I had a team, I had three people on my team with a handful of contractors um, doing other things. And so spending time learning how to delegate, learning how to let go, And then running promotions, running Facebook ads, all of that stuff kind of came into play at the beginning of this year. And then I rebranded and created my whole new website and created a brand new course over the summer. And so that takes a lot of time and energy. And so I was working again, nights and weekends and kids were also home for 18 months through the pandemic. So we kind of were back where I was all those years ago when I felt like I was working all the time. And so that was, this year looked a lot like that for me, just really trying to squeeze in work wherever I could, because I'm also juggling home life, pandemic life, you know, four teenagers, two dogs, my husband being home, all of that. And so Yeah, 2021 was a pretty busy year and I'm looking forward to streamlining and refining things so that 2022 is not 
a repeat. I would like to get back down to working. I don't mind working five days a week, but I don't want to be working nights and weekends. And I definitely don't want to be working all day, five days a week. So I'm trying to get to a schedule where I can work maybe three to four hours a day, Monday through Friday, and have the rest of the time to explore other passions and hobbies and that kind of thing. Nice. And does that look like getting more capacity in your team to allow you to do that? No, it actually looks like getting systems and structures and workflows set up. So the team I have now is amazing. And I still feel like I'm not using them to their full capacity because it's so much of the work is still in my head. So much of the the strategy is still inside of me. And I you know, it's one of those things I feel like only I can do the thing. And until it's clear in my head, I can't delegate it. And so that's what I've been working on now is really getting clarity on our full business model so that we can put systems in place to kind of free up some of my time. And it means just like, you know, um, streamlining everything. So we are, we've closed down our evergreen course that we've been running for two and a half years. That's completely closed down because it's been amazing and it's helped so many people, but it's gotten so big that uh, I feel like there's a better way to manage it and give better support. And so I've redesigned everything to create a brand new coaching program that we are launching actually this week and next week. And we're going to kick off in January, but it's just a much more focused and streamlined program that I think is going to help my team feel more organized. And it's also going to produce greater results for our clients. I love that so much. If someone wanted to get started with VIP days in their business, they're like, that sounds heavenly, that I don't have to have that extra brain power on all of these different projects and worry about what I've got, what I haven't got, what deadlines are coming, and you just have to focus on turning up on a VIP day. How does someone get started? So the best way to start is to just, and this I tell everyone this, is to just take imperfect action and put your offer out there. Next time you get a lead or next time a client reaches out to you and they need help with something, rather than writing a proposal, pitch them a VIP day. Just just make the offer and let them know it's something new that you're considering and would they be interested. And you'd be amazed at how many clients will jump at this opportunity because everyone wants things done fast. We're all, we're living in this world where everybody wants that immediate gratification and they would love to have your undivided attention for a day. So yeah, I always just recommend pitching it and worrying about the details and the structure and the systems, and all of those things that I teach inside of my course. Worry about that after. Get the VIP day first and see if you like it. See how it goes. And then from there, you'll want to refine it. You'll want to set up your systems so that it's fully automated. And I actually... I was saying back in 2016, I hired my first VA and she was helping me project manage everything for those two years. And then in 2018, I launched my VIP day. And once I automated my VIP day and got all of the systems and the workflows in place so that literally a client, all they would do is 
click the buy book now button and it would put the entire client experience into a workflow that I no longer needed that VA to manage anything for me because everything was automated. So all I literally had to do was show up on the, on the day of the intensive and do the work. And so I was able to let her go. And so all of that to say, like, that is where you want to get to. You want to get to a point where you don't have to do any of the billing and the scheduling and the emailing. You want the whole thing to be automated, but you, you can't do that until you've at least tried it out, tried out the model, do it manually a few times, and then worry about all of those systems. Nice. And if you are interested in a VIP day, Sarah's got a VIP day checklist. Um, we can make it the checklist from Sarah. So they can get it right from my website. It's uh, it's sarahmassey.com forward slash checklist. But if they just get to sarahmassey.com, they will see our programs and they'll see kind of a bunch of different options. We have the free checklist, but we also have a free masterclass and they can check that out as well. Yeah, brilliant. And that masterclass is brilliant. I've sat and watched your masterclass because I am one of the students of the VIP day tour yeah, course that you've got. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I went through Sarah's masterclass and the information that she gives you in that masterclass is gold, especially to give you the confidence to just pitch that VIP day, worry about, you know, the processes later, but at least the masterclass gives you the confidence. So you've kind of, you know, what's ahead of you and you can just pitch with confidence and then worry about the rest of it. So Yeah. I would highly recommend watching the masterclass. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Sarah, it's been lovely to have you here today. Go through your journey and your evolution from, you know, starting a business through to working out what that business actually looked like and what you were doing in that business. That's super fascinating. And I think all of us that have been in business for a while, I mean, definitely me included, have got a similar journey of trying to work out what you do, who you do it for, and going through many evolutions to get to a point that you're doing something that you actually enjoy. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing your story to where you are today and this amazing thing called a VIP day. Well, thank you so much, Sandra. It has been great sharing my story. Um, this is the first time I've really gone that far back and talked about the very beginning in a while. So I appreciate this opportunity. I'm glad you know it's the time to share it with you. Yeah, thanks so much. And don't forget, everyone, to go sarahmassey.com, download that VIP day checklist, watch that masterclass, and try out a VIP day in your business. For service-based businesses, it will be a game changer for you. All right, Sarah, again, thanks so much for being here and we will catch up again real soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I know this conversation was like traveling through a timeline or a time capsule, but I really wanted you to see what the transition from one business model to the next really looks like. So when you decide that you want to change business models, what does that change look like? And I don't think we could have really done that 
if we hadn't gone through Sarah's timeline bit by bit by bit by bit. So it was really a timeline interview. But when we are simply observing others from afar, it can seem that people make these changes overnight and all of a sudden their business explodes. But it's never an overnight story. There's always a lot of time and a lot of small steps that lead to that change and that business exploding. I've put a link to Sarah's VIP day checklist into the show notes so you can go and access them from within your podcast app but they are also available on my website along with a full blog post if you like to read a good story. You can head over to sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast 16 that's the number 16. I myself currently have a VIP day offer. Within this VIP day that I offer, I spend a day working on your project board or boards in monday.com. So monday.com is my preferred project management tool. And it is so much more than a project management tool. I use it to track metrics. I use it to plan my email marketing, my social media content, my annual plans, my marketing plans. I have it all inside monday.com. When I first started using monday.com, it was just for a project plan. I wanted a project planning tool to manage my client projects. Over the last few years, it's just growing and growing and growing. Monday.com is so flexible that it can do just about anything. So if you are interested in a VIP day with me so I can get your monday.com boards set up so you either have your project plan ready to go so you can take on clients and know that you have a project plan to work through or whether you want me to set up your business dashboard with all of these boards that will allow you to look at your annual plans, put your marketing plan together, track your business metrics, plan out your social media content, know where all your digital assets are stored. Then my VIP day offer, I've actually broken it down into three different tiers, depending on your need. So you can choose which tier best suits you and your needs at your stage of business. So my first tier of offer is a fully customized board creation. So if you have got something that you are currently working with in a spreadsheet and you just want to elevate that to the next level, I can take that recreate it in monday.com and load all of your content so you don't lose a thing. So that's a customized board creation. That's tier one. Tier two is that I customize your monday.com setup and I create your business essential boards. So like I said, these are your annual plan, your marketing plan, your business metrics, your social media content, your email marketing, your digital assets. 
those are just what I can think of off the top of my head. So it's a business essential boards. They are templates. I set them up in your monday.com account and the structure is all ready for you to use in your business. And if you fully want to DIY this yourself, then option three is for you. You can host your own VIP day, so block out a calendar in your diary and DIY your own setup with my business essential boards. So I will give you all of my templates and step-by-step videos and you go about and do all of the setup yourself. So three tiers to meet your needs where you are at in business. You can go and check out my VIP day offer at sandrajulian.co forward slash VIP hyphen day. All right, my friend, before you carry on with the rest of your day, if you really enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit subscribe and get new episodes as soon as they are released. If, like me, you listen on Apple Podcast app, then I'd appreciate if you could rate the show and give a quick review. It would mean the world to me if we were able to spread the word about this podcast. The guests that I've had on the podcast already, I'm only up to episode 16, have already been telling me that the questions that I'm asking them, they have never been asked these questions before on any other podcast. So you're hearing it for the first time right here on the Business Your Way podcast. And I would like to share that with more people. So rate the show, leave a quick review. That's how we do it, people. And if you are not listening in the Apple app and you're listening Spotify or Google Play, then take a screenshot of this episode and share it on Instagram. Don't forget to tag me. I'm sandrajulian.co. I'd love to hear your feedback and your takeaways from this episode or any other episode that you've listened to. Alrighty, my friend, that's us for this week. Go enjoy the rest of your day and I will be back here again next week with another episode of Business Your Way. Talk soon.